Hero's Angel here. Being a stay-at-home mom, parent, or even choosing to drop your job and follow a dream brings with it both joy and struggles. You may even find yourself searching for ways to make side money from home to supplement the income. However, don't be fooled by these top money-making schemes. A lot of times people turn to blogs in order to search up some ways to make money, and there's some that even say just them blogging is making them money. But really, this only works with if somebody has SEO monetization with Google AdSense for in order to advertise your blog or have to meet a certain damn near impossible criteria in order to host Google ads on your blog. A lot of times people use their blog to dictate what's happening on with their life and their chances of supplementing income because a lot of people use the Amazon affiliate program. But that only works for 180 days unless you meet a certain sales criteria. And so some people even put up their YouTube channels to have people view on their blog in order to raise their views on their blog and their YouTube channels. But in order to make money on YouTube, you have to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch time hours in order to become monetized. And if you have a Facebook page, you have to have 1,000 subscribers and 10,000 daily post engagements in order to be monetized on Facebook. And a lot of times people turn to, oh, well, let's do challenge videos or reaction videos. That is a way oversaturated market. There's too many of those. And the fail-safe many bloggers use in order to claim their 15 minutes of fame is you'll always find, like if you scroll to the bottom, sometimes it's even at the top, you will always find it costs about 2 or $3, sometimes more, that you have to buy in order to find out how blogging changed their life and how they were able to make money to live off of it from it and then change your whole outlook on things. And come on, that's obviously a scheme. Your blog was failing, so you turned to writing a how-to ebook that you probably don't even follow yourself, whoever wrote it. <laughs> and for that book, basically, I'm giving you all that information in this episode free that they are going to charge you $3 for in a book. Writing ebooks, though, isn't that hard to do, and a lot of people do quite enjoy it because a self publication route is called indie authors. They write their own stories, and a lot of times the only setbacks is the fact that they can't afford somebody to edit their books for them or to do the book design for them if they can't perhaps get in with an actual publisher. And so, because like all that design and all that editing can actually cost about and upwards between a couple grand, if not more, depending on the type of service you buy, and especially if you decide you want to try an audiobook. But it could definitely be done correctly with the right tools. And you can do it yourself even if you know Photoshop and basic knowledge of grammar and WordPad and all that. But it's only a good platform for stuff, for stuff like that, like self-publications is Amazon. Well, I mean, it used to be. With two and a half billion users, it, it should be, right? But it's not as it was anymore. Amazon used to allow reviews without purchase, which got scammed with paid reviews. Then they changed it to where you had to buy at least $50 of product from them in order to leave reviews on anything. 
and KDP, that's the um, Kindle part for authors, that platform is what the indie authors used. It was good because back in 2015, they allowed indie authors to participate in the Kindle Unlimited program, offering books for free to those with Amazon subscriptions in exchange for 50% off the book's original price set by you. Meaning, if you had a $4 ebook and somebody got the book for free with their subscription, you would get $2 for that. And then minus the 30 or 70% that Amazon takes from it. And then they changed it. Like a couple years later, I think, or a year later, they changed it to a penny per page read under the KENP. And six months later, it dropped to about a fourth of a penny per page read because people were scamming it by constantly fake reading the pages. And then a couple of years after that, it got so oversaturated that KU became exclusive, meaning it's its, its own $10 month. Whereas prime reading shows cases, the top 1,000 most popular titles. Basically, if they don't pay separate for the KU program, your book just won't get read. Basically, without the choice of being able to add your writing onto the prime reading, because that's typically used for actual publishers, because so many indie authors have just completely ruined it for everybody else, it really slows down your sales. Because now it's like, if your book doesn't get read, like if they don't buy the KU program, then your book won't probably get read or seen no matter what type of advertisements you do because people don't want to pay that extra $10 for something that they used to get free. And it's basically forcing indie authors to be KU exclusive. And that means if you are KU exclusive, if your book is, you you don't have the choice of your price anymore. Your price is basically what they have preset for each page read. So like you could have a $2 ebook on there, but you won't get paid that. If somebody gets your book, you're not going to get paid that. You're literally only getting paid if your pages are read. So that kind of goes in with if you're going to write a book, make sure it is a legit page turner. And uh, Amazon does not allow you to write giant letters on a page just to get page reads. They actually uh, took that out. Like they reformat the books once you submit them. So you can't do that. They have a minimum 167 words per page. So if your book is 167 words and it just winds up being almost 200 pages because you are separating those words like that, they fix that so it'd be one page. <laughs> of course, you could do that. Just publish a bunch of one-pagers and get people to read them, I guess. I mean, that'd be one way to scam it out, I guess. So even though that was the case, so many people flocked to Wattpad who recently started story monetization for completed books. And typically they monetize the stories that were either picked from the editor's staff's picks or they won the Waddies that year, or they were even, uh, was it blacklisted for the Waddies that year. And Wattpad has significantly improved. More and more agents prefer to dig for new manuscripts through that instead of being flooded with crap every day to their doorstep. And since it's a self-recognized indie niche, they tend to look past the bad grammar and the bad book covers because tons of like books out there are good. They just need the proper touch-ups and they understand not a lot of people can afford that. 
And in this digital age, it provides agents and publishers alike a chance to see for themselves the potential the book has. So if you, you see a book up on Wattpad and it's like number one or number two, publishers and agents are going to be reading that top 10 list and try to pick which one they want to sign on. And a lot of times those top 10 have already been signed on because of Wattpad. So yeah, believe it or not, that is the best route to go if you want to go self-published but you're not sure that you'll get accepted by publishers because a lot of times publishers have changed their stuff nowadays to where you can't really get published anymore unless you have a following base, kind of like with the YouTube monetization and the Facebook monetization. Like I remember back whenever YouTube gave you the option straight out and now they are like, no, you got to have subscribers now. But, you know, that's the thing. And also on Wattpad, several people have been offered publishing deals from that site. And some, they were like, they didn't even expect it. Like, if you ever get on Wattpad, look up the book Colorless. I can't remember the author's name because she used, like, a screen name. But it's Colorless with, like, a U in it, a dark cover. Amazing book series. And actually, I think recently she just got signed on by an actual publisher for it and got movie deal for it. And she was solely Wattpad. She never tried to ever do Amazon because she thought, oh, well, if people want to read my stories, then I'm not going to stop them by, because Amazon has so many strict rules that you have to abide by regarding formatting and grammar and stuff like that. So that's one thing to consider. Now, back on like the blogging subject, like people in the blogging, obviously, because that's what they called it on YouTube, but people have also tried to open up online stores in order to generate some revenue. Like if they liked the blog's content, then the uh, people that read their blog have a choice to go and visit their online store to see, you know, maybe they like the person's using. Like uh, there's a couple of YouTubers that have famous sayings, like I get a dictionary. Everybody knows that one pretty much. <laughs> um, but other ways is like the stores, there's Zazzle, Teespring, Cafe Press, Avon, Mary Kay, Pink Zebra, Keto Diet Plans, and even dropshipping and sponsorships. Things I learned, those pyramid scheme ones, the Avon, Mary Kay, and Pink Zebra, if you sign people up beneath you and keep that going, if anyone tries to say, no, that's wrong, but really that is the only way to make money. Ask for a bank statement proof and a legit one, not one that they printed off online because almost everyone knows that they're mailed or viewable through their bank's app. So if they try to convince you that you can make money without having to do signups, they are full of crap. You can't. Nobody's going to be willing to sit there and buy $20 shampoo from you that they can just get the exact same thing from Walmart for two bucks, Okay. So it's obviously a sign-up thing. And if anybody has ever signed up for those things, then they know. Because Avon costs $10. Mary Kay costs $150. Pink Zebra, I believe, costs about $300. Keto costs about $200 to sign up. Just, I wouldn't risk it. Nobody's going to sign up unless you have a bunch of rich friends. And Zazzle, Teespring, and those print-on-demands, because that's what they are. They You pick a product, and you slap a design on it, and sell it. And it can be a design that you did or a design that you found as long as you take in consideration of the fact of the Creative Commons and copyright, you know. And those are only beneficial if you already have a follower base on social media. Sorry, but you won't make anything on them 
unless you're already semi-popular. But at least they're free to start. And drop shipping, you just don't. Don't ever buy, like, no, don't drop ship. Because that product is all the way in some foreign country, somewhere random, probably back alley purchased from the dark web. You just don't know what you're drop shipping exactly. Some are good, some are legit because they're drop shipping for actual businesses that they personally know. Like if you've ever bought anything on Wish, yeah, that is exactly the same products that your customers are going to wind up getting because major drop shipping sites are, are is Wish basically. That is like the number one drop shipping site out there. So you wonder why you keep getting crap from them. Well, that's because it's a bunch of drop shippers. And it will ruin your chances of ever being a salesperson. It, like before you even start. Like just don't don't even risk it really, because the drop shipping I mean it's just crap. I mean you could think, oh yeah, I'm selling a thing of fancy pins and then the person orders it and gets it for about thirty bucks and then they're gonna come and complain and give you a one star review because in the box was actually just the ink refillers, not the pins themselves. Yeah, that would tick people off pretty bad. And with the sponsorships, they they are very picky about who they choose to sponsor them. Like, because you have to have, like, again, a certain criteria for them to say, okay, yeah, we want you to sponsor this for us. But it's also, like, it varies per click per mil. Like, CPM, a lot of times they'll charge where if you get a thousand views on their sponsorship, they'll give you like five or ten dollars or something like that. So it's not much. And again, it helps if you have some type of popularity that people view. Like, because at least if you have a thousand viewers, then you'll get like five dollars. Not much, but at least you can say you did something. Some people who choose to stay at home to try to make money have also tried the phone apps for cash. Again, giant scam. I promise you all they do is take up space, waste your time, and ask for cash, much like that musician boyfriend your parents hated so much in high school. Now, these aren't only exclusive and tried by just stay-at-home moms or even people who dropped their jobs to follow a dream, uh, but these habits were picked up by younger generations, which is why these markets are so oversaturated, because a lot of people, like the younger generation, they haven't even bothered finding a job because they just want to be insta-famous, you know? And it just became so oversaturated to the point of being pointless to even try. And why YouTube, Facebook, and even KU have all upped their criteria minimums to even do anything. Because back in 2014, 2015, YouTube monetization was as simple as a click, and Facebook was simple as a click, and KU, like, you used to be able to make a lot of money off of it just by being in the Kindle Unlimited program. But now it's all, like, too many people have ruined it. Too many people have stuffed it full of just easy crap together overnight to the point to where people are like, no. And even on YouTube, like, you have a chance of your videos being taken down because of either technical glitches regarding their terms of service and even just because it wasn't generating enough views over a certain period of time. That's the most recent update, actually. So basically, I'm saying, if you decide to stay at home, not work, decide to follow your dreams and making money online, unless by some miracle your dreams will become quickly dashed, my advice, keep trying, though. Because a missed opportunity could have been your much-needed miracle. 
Don't hide from it. Don't prevent it. Just find out what your secret talent is and unleash it. Refine it. Strengthen it. And then make money off of it. Don't try to do cop-out reaction videos or try to do like a cop-out short story that you, you, you yourself would not even read. I mean, come on. You got to be true to yourself. And some, some harsh truth about it, though, is you'll start off in debt and you'll probably make nothing. It's going to be hard. And honestly, people who decide to rap, you're not going to get anywhere without a record label or at least a following to get you somewhere with monetization. And you got to have some good ass lyrics and beats, by the way. So make sure you at least have that, because if you at least have that, then you could probably generate a following. And streaming video games without a monetized following or sponsorship and play, they will not make you even a cent of earnings. Especially with video games nowadays, they're actually, most games are actually coming down on people streaming video games, claiming copyright if you monetize on that video. So I wouldn't even try it just to avoid being sued because some of those companies are huge. And there is no such thing as an app that can generate lucrative income by playing games or giving opinions. There's no texting apps that legit pay, not even porn sites willing to pay or virtual assistant or call center places that are online that are willing to pay. And Snapchat premium only works if people are willing to see your nudes and pay for them and if you are that desperate enough for money. Basically, your chances of making a couple grand a month from home are one in a mill. And those ads you see about people like saying that they are successful, they're 100% phony, either paid for or used a clickbait in order to generate these fortunes. Basically, these ads fake it to make it. And I'm not saying all this to be mean or spiteful. I'm saying it as like a forewarning because... You don't want to lose that great job before wasting the last of your savings because doing all of this with the expectation that you're going to make it big will only make you suffer and fail and you'll be stressed every day, short-tempered, or even downright hateful towards anyone else who does succeed. And those are not the desirable traits by any means. But to end it, I would just have to say, best of luck. Don't give up. And remember to always think positive. Because you never know. Maybe you can be one of those ads telling people about your successes and you'll actually be the only honest ad out there. Well, that's the end of today's show. Again, you can find this cast on Spotify, CastBox, and Anchor. And if you enjoyed today's show, be sure to let me in on your thoughts and I'll see about adding them in my next podcast. Peace out. Stay vocal. Mm-hmm.